section 43 of Frontier Humour in Verse, Prose and Picture. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Adrian Stevens. Frontier Humour in Verse, Prose and Picture by Palmer Cox. Fighting it out on that line. While crossing Telegraph Hill this evening, in the vicinity of the beach, I witnessed an incident which has kept me smiling to myself for the last two hours. A couple of carters met in a street at a place which needed repairing. One cart was heavily loaded with brick, the other contained a small lot of coal. The driver of number one was in favour of suspending that time-honoured clause in common law which says, turn to the right. Having the heavier load, he wished to adopt the English system. The law of the road is a paradox quite, for as you are driving along, if you go to the left, you are sure to be right. If you go to the right, you go wrong. But driver number two was immovable as Caesar, when the conspirators with ready weapons knelt around him. He was determined to enforce his prerogative, even to the anchoring of his opponent's cart. Number one said he would stand there until his corns sprouted. Number two replied that he wouldn't budge until his corns not only sprouted, but until they went to seed or he would have his rights. After considerable loud talk, in which they freely expressed unqualified opinions of each other, they commenced unhitching their horses from the carts as night was setting in, and quietly started off to their respective stables. It happened they had met directly before the residence of a stout Teuton who owns a large brewery at the beach, they had scarcely left the disputed point when the brewer arrived. His flushed face showed he had been freely testing the quality of his malt liquor. He demanded of some bystanders how the carts came there. Being informed of the whys and wherefores to his satisfaction, he called out his two stout sons to assist in removing the unsightly ornaments. The united efforts of the three soon started the carts down the hill in the direction of the bay, like a battery of flying artillery. It was only a few rods to the water, and in they plunged, one after the other, and shot out from the shore like things of life. The old man and his sons stood upon the crest of the hill, viewing the descent in silence. After they had been successfully launched, the trio retired into the house with that self-satisfied and confident air that Emperor William and his two warlike aides might exhibit when retiring to their tent after a battle in which the enemy was routed. To some of the bystanders, this seemed rather a precipitate proceeding, but to my untutored mind, it was an act worthy to be ranked with the judicial hangings by the San Francisco Vigilance Committee. As I left the hill, 
I took a last look back at the carts, fast growing indistinct in the gloom and mist closing over the bay. One craft was hugging the shore off Black Point with a close-reefed tailboard and her wheel well under water. The other was sinking by the stern, but still scudding under bare poles in the direction of Raccoon Straits. End of section 43